by the change in your attitude, you started recording. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that can explain it. You're never this cheerful. Sometimes I'm this cheerful. Mm. If you brought me home a bouquet of chocolate roses, I would be this cheerful. But that hasn't happened yet, so. That's true. So, here's my excuse. If you murdered me in my sleep. No, we've talked about this. <laughs> We're, we just need to start a podcast. Hi, guys. Hi, uh, guys. <laughs> it's Kiki. It's Amber. Welcome to Cheers to the Mouse. Everyone's Almost. favorite Disney podcast, of course. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite. Like, look at the audience we have. Everyone's just hey, talking about us. We reached 100. We did. We're starting Frozen soon. Heads up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, we watched The Princess Bride as soon as you realized it was on Disney+. Plus. But you enjoyed it. Yeah. But you can enjoy Frozen. But I don't. You haven't seen the second one. I know. You don't know. But I haven't complained about watching Frozen 2 yet. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, so this week we're going back. Uh, you know, last week we did Ariel. Um, we did The Little Mermaid and we did the musical <laughs> Little Mermaid too. This week we're going to go into her past and into her future with the prequel and the sequel, which usually never goes down well. And guess what, you guys? Kind of. Did not go down well. The sequel. Yeah. Yeah. The sequel never goes down well. Uh, there's very rare moments that it does. It's kind of like, you know, when you do a book into a movie, usually. Yeah. It's quite tragic. Yes. I mean, like, sometimes the movie's good on its own, but compared to the book, you're just like, yeah, you really. Lacking. You really ducked this up. I think there's been a couple cases, I will say, that the movie has been better than the book. At least one case. Don't ask me. I can't think of it. But I do know there is at least one book. I'm asking. So you have by the end of this episode to come up with it. No, I won't. I'm I'm dumb. Or no, you're dumb. I'm stupid. No, I'm stupid. You're dumb. Okay. I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get shirts that says Let's get that straight. I'm stupid. You're dumb. (laughs) I'm dumb. So it won't come to me by the end of the episode. Then it doesn't exist. Watch. Watch, you guys, like, in the middle of next week, it's going to be, like, Wednesday, and uh, I'm going to say the name of this movie I'm talking well, about. Well, we won't be recording. We never record on Wednesday. No, but it's just going to be on a random date, like, a random Well, time. they won't be watching. You no, but never I'll tell you. I'll text you. I'll text you. As soon as I remember, I will text you. Okay. I'm just letting you know. So should I like just, delayed. like, start the recording and be like, hey, guys, I just got a text from Kiki. We're going to see if it's the one where she remembers whether which book is better than the movie. <laughs> which movie is better than the book. And then I opened the text and it's not. And I said, <laughs> okay, it's something personal. So I'm not going to read it to you this time. But she failed. And then I stopped the recording. <laughs> and then, and the then I say, open. hey, guys, I got another text from Kiki. We're going to see if it's that this time around. And then it's not. But I go ahead and I read it to him because it's not personal this time. And I forget to tell you about it because that's the type of relationship we have. Okay, anyway. So let's start with the prequel, which is called... What? It's my part of the show. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just segueing. Yeah, you're going to... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm not going to let our wild neighbors go in case they got total audio. 
<laughs> I was just trying to segue, but you may do your part. Okay. <laughs> so first, we're going to start with everyone's favorite part of the podcast, the <laughs> wiki section. So ironically, we're actually starting with what ended up almost being The Little Mermaid 3. The working title for this movie was The Little Mermaid 3. It came out in 2008. How would this have been the third Little Mermaid? Because it came out the last. Yeah, but it's still a prequel. Well, that's why they renamed it. Yeah. <laughs> but the original working title was The Little Mermaid 3. Ariel's Beginning. <laughs> Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Like the movie's literally called The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm. The only returning actors and actresses that I can see were the one actress who played Ariel. Good. And the actor who played Sebastian. Yeah, you can hear that. Yes. <laughs> the actor who played King Triton was not able to return because he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Oh, man. Unfortunately. And I was a little, well, I wasn't surprised because it is a, well, trilogy now. But this movie did not get that great of reception in a lot of ways. Um, You know what? I feel like it was an okay. Yeah. True. It was an okay prequel. I feel like there was a little more that they could have gave us. Um, It was definitely an okay trilogy sequel yeah and so it got some negative reviews for certain things and i think those things were gonna critique them yeah. and then it got okay reviews for the things that i think we'll like which is the animation quality and the voice performance which it after got okay reviews on those it got good reviews for them really for the an animation quality oh okay yeah that was back to the first one. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, going to the we're back to the prequel. We're not at the sequel yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the prequel. The prequel does it does flow pretty well. Yeah. So. And so that is most of what they have because, of course, this is that. But it did actually come around the time of Cinderella 3, a twist in time. So it is in that time Which period. Which is that? Oh, my God. I know it was the one where her stepmother gets the wand and replaces Cinderella with Anastasia. But of course, Anastasia's not really an evil stepsister. She's just an evil sheep who follows along with her mother, her sister says. Sorry, I'm going off topic. Yes, you are. But that's okay. <laughs> we'll get to Cinderella eventually. Eventually. So that's when it came out. One thing that I did find interesting is both the Little Mermaid 2 and this film used digital ink and paint. And the Toon Boom Harmony software, which is an animation software that was used in the time where they started using more online-based animation work. Hmm. Which that might explain why number two was the way it was. <laughs> But now we all progress to the part that Kiki was so eager. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Okay, so Little Mermaid, Ariel's beginning starts off just at the beginning. We see all the Little Mermaid people just swimming around, singing, you know. Enjoying life in Atlantica. Yes, and then we're introduced to a very key character, Ariel's a, mother. Well, a young King Trident and young Ariel first. Yes, well, 
well, yes, okay, we, they come up on the scene and they're swimming towards the little bedroom. And where do we see? We see Ariel's mother sitting there singing to her sisters. And it's a very nice song. And wow, can I just say, Ariel's mother looks so much like Ariel. And I'm saying that because this movie came after. So <laughs> it's not like they had Ariel in mind. <laughs> but Ariel is definitely, you can see why she's Trident's favorite. Because she she's also the mother. baby. She is also the baby. But I think that probably boosts you more. Anyway. Yeah. Come upon the next scene after Trident and his lovely queen say goodnight to their children. We come upon a scene with just Trident and Athena, which is Ariel's mom. And Trident gives her this little music box. Music clam. For their anniversary. Yes. And is singing the song that they're singing. This is just very their, like special song. Yes. And it's it it's very beautiful. Of course, good things must come to an end. And we see a ship basically heading to where the mermaids are all hanging out. It seems to be kind of attacking. I don't know if it's attacking or if it's just what. I mean, they got like hooks out and they're grabbing onto the stuff and they got nets. So maybe, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We see one of Ariel's sisters kind of get trapped. Queen Athena saves her and she notices her music clam is like in the way of getting broken, like basically in harm's way. And she goes get it, but unfortunately she does not move she out of the way in time. Between the boat and the rocks and the boat crashes against the cliff. Which I don't see why she couldn't just swim down. But Because it's a Disney movie and we have Disney, to kill and they the don't like parents. <laughs> or at least one of the parents. Yes. Like it's a Disney series. We basically, have to kill a parental figure. Of course, they don't show the scene, but you get the just of it she's unfortunately she dies and trident gets the clam he like it comes into his hands and he throws it off he's cast away he's so heartbroken and you find out that music is banned from the kingdom yes and that is basically how the movie starts yeah yay um, so the next scene we go it's years later and we see this purple mer lady mer lady a governess we learn Who's supposed to take care of who? The daughters. Who's babysitting the daughters, basically. And she's waking them all up. And, you know, in this movie, we definitely get more personality than in the first one. We definitely get more personalities with the sisters. You can definitely see how they're different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cr- really creative how they, like, you don't just have bl- brown, black, blonde hair. Of course, Each Ariel has their own shade of brown or black or blonde. Well, there's only one with black hair. But, uh, yeah. We definitely get our different shades. We get, like, three different shades of brown, two shades of blonde. And we have our more with black hair and our redhead. Yeah. So, Ariel does stand out because she has red hair. But she's also not standing out too much because all her sister hairs are just unique, if that makes sense. But she also stands out because she doesn't seem quite on board with everything as her sisters are. Yeah. So, the governors is waking them up and they're... Basically, they have a routine. And <laughs> they do the exact same thing every day. day. Ariel, of course, being Ariel, she's like, why do I have to do this? And the governor's just like, do it. And basically, she kind of forces them all to get to and go see their father. And uh. so they have this very awkward and cold meeting. Audience. Yeah. 
with their dad at the throne room. Ariel offers them to go see the coral because the coral's in blame right now. And, and they did all of their duties and they finished early and, and they're all done with their work. But of course, Trident know, says no. No. Uh, he's running the king a certain way. Stuff like they go on a morning walk every morning. Ariel's like, why can't we just skip it? And Trident's like, yeah, no. You know, this is the way I run the kingdom. <laughs> we see some, there seems to be a little rivalry going between Sebastian and, and, the the, and the governess, who we learned name is Marina. Um, so then we move on to their walk. And we see Ariel. <laughs> she's being Ariel. She's having fun. And she's like tickling one of her sisters Which with I don't something. blame her. The no. walk is them literally just parading slowly, somberly. Yeah. Through the streets. Yeah, definitely. So Ariel's just having fun, but at the end, when Trident released everyone, he Trident kind of reprimands her. And Ariel's like, come on, we're just having fun. Like basically it just seems like she's kind of afraid to say the word fun. She's because it just seems like her dad does knows nothing of the sorts, which to be fair. And Trident is disapproving and eventually she gets stuck on barnacle duty. Which is, yeah, she gets stuck being punished. Then we find out the governess really does not like her job and she... Wants Sebastian's job, you know? Yeah. She, has she wants a more. a bit of an entitlement disorder. Definitely. Um, she kind of has a song but not really really no she talks to music yes it's 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 like there's a little rhythm to it you know she does a little rhyming and stuff like that but still it's not very she doesn't it's not like what the you first consider movie. singing no it's not like the first movie you get to see she has a lot of wigs and stuff and dresses which is interesting because we haven't seen that before right we haven't seen this change in different Attire. yes exactly it's actually the first it looks like the first prince the first mermaid to have a full body type outfit. Like her outfit actually covers her stomach. Mm -hmm. So we haven't seen that from anyone, but maybe Ursula. Yeah. So. Although Ursula wasn't a mermaid. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, no mer type people, no fish person. So the next thing is running into Founder, our favorite guppy. And he is basically <laughs> scatting. Yes, and he's putting on a performance. Yes. A one-man performance. And he's just having fun. Of course, Ariel hears him. <laughs> she is just... Confused. Intrigued. Yes, yeah, she's confused. She's like, what's that sound? But and she hears him playing some music, and she is just like, I want to hear that. That sounds incredible. Right when they do that. Dun, dun, dun. Some swordfish, some really cranky swordfish, might I add. Starts chasing them to arrest Founder for making music. Basically, Ariel and Founder give chase, and they're chasing each other until they run into Sebastian. And Sebastian's like, hey, Ariel, you're making music? And the swordfish is like, no, Founder's making yeah, music. Yeah, it's this guppy thing. Uh-huh, and Sebastian's like, okay, to the jail with you. But Ariel tries to come and saves the day. It kind of works. Eventually, Founder gets off with a warning. His one and only warning. But Ariel has to go see her father. And seeing, of course, with the princesses. And you know what? We see a very typical sister behavior. One of the, the two, two of the sisters are kind of going back and forth because one sister basically stole her other sister's name. 
her stuff. Yeah. And she's like, my, you stole my stuff because it has my initials on it. And all the other princesses are like, um, uh, we have the same initials. Exactly. It's funny. Then King Trion shows up to say goodnight. Ariel sulkingly doesn't say goodnight because she's still mad about it all. Yes. Yes. It's kind of a sad scene, and you get mad at Trident because you see him making the same mistakes that he's been making in the Well, basically, he's making a mistake he's going to make in the future. And yeah, and so it makes you mad for what he's going to do in the future. You're like, so you you just did not want to. Like, literally, like when we were watching this, I'm like, well, Trident, you literally did not learn your lesson (laughs) because you've been through this before. Yeah, you didn't know. And now seeing the prequel, though, it just makes you like, you really seen this before. And you dare do it again? Yeah. But, you know, they didn't have the prequel in mind when they made the first movie, so. I guess. No. Um, so, Ariel, of course, she's in a pout. And then while she's pouting in on her window, she kind of sees Flanders sneaking off. Yes. So, what does Ariel do? She follows him, of course. Of course, she follows him. And, and he sneaks force. off. And he eventually gets into this magical, like, club area. Secret club. I will say this, um, pausing real quick, because we do kind of see a scene. They do do a lot more with Ariel's hair and just the movement of it. Yes, it moves a whole lot more, which is why I made that comment earlier about how it doesn't move in the original. Yeah, yeah. And the original doesn't, or at least it doesn't move as much as it's moving now. Yeah, like, I don't know if she's supposed to, how old she's supposed to be in this one. I figure, I... I think she's probably 13. Yeah, I... Peg around like preteen age. Yeah. So I don't know if you magically, when you reach proper teenage age, get proper control over your hair. Maybe or something. Not 13, maybe 12. Because she has seven, six sisters. I'm sure they're all in line. So Ariel, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Maybe. Oh. I'm sure Google. <coughs> Bless me. Bless you. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, was that the right order? I don't know. I'm not Catholic. Okay. Anyway, um, we see Flounder no. go into this club. That straight move. We see Flounder <laughs> go into the club, and guess what they're doing in this club? Music. They're making music, uh, which is illegal. <laughs> um, we see Ariel kind of jamming along the background, and then and guess who the premier singer is? Sebastian. Which, of course, Ariel just has to, she's panicking at first, and then she gets into the groove of things, and she kind of makes herself known. And, and Sebastian yeets. Everyone yeets. And so Ariel's left on this makeshift stage with all these instruments, and she just starts kind of messing around, and she starts singing, and, and everyone. She starts falling in love with music and remembering the songs. And for music. once, she's happy. Yes. And so basically, everyone comes out, and they're just like, hey, she's just like us, you know? And so she gets sworn into the music club. Yes. And now <laughs> and we're back to the next day. Next and Trident wants to talk to Sebastian and Marina. And Marina's kind of crazy. She's very crazy. Yeah, Sebastian wants to talk about Ariel. Marina just goes off like, oh, we need to crush our spirit. We need to do this, this, and that. And Sebastian She's like, what? and Trident's just like, um, no. Sebastian kind of talks to King, like saying she's just going through a phrase and Trident's just like I don't remember this with her other sister and then Sebastian lists a whole bunch of things incidents that you have seen happen yes <laughs> that sounded a little funny like probably and so basically at the end of all of this Sebastian is put in charge once again of taking care of Ariel <laughs> which you would think Sebastian would kind of 
feel for Marine Shaw, but no. Um, we see Marine and Sebastian kind of go back and forth with insults, which is just funny. Right in front of Trident. Yeah, which but is really funny. Trident's just like, uh-huh, okay, you guys can leave. Dismissed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Leave. Anyway, we go to Ariel the again. Girl's bedroom. Yes, and Ariel is asleep and she's humming. And when she wakes up, all her sisters are around her. And they're quite suspicious because mm-hmm. someone wasn't in her bed after midnight. And someone seems to be a little happy. And so at first they think it's a boy. Yes. Because it's got to be a boy. But then they wear her down. She tells the truth. And almost all her sisters are like really excited. And they're like, I want to come. Yes. The only one who isn't really is her oldest. Mm-hmm. Athena? Yeah, something like that. Atita? Yeah. We see Marina comes in, kind of interrupt the moment, and she's surprised because the girls are awake, and she's like, that's suspicious. And so we move on to that night, and all the sisters go with Ariel. the club. Yep. You know, we see, we see two sisters bonding over the fact that they're scared of being there. We see... Others just get straight into dancing. We see one of them kind of interested in the instruments with the band. We get this really cool scene of Sebastian realizing that the princesses are all there. Yeah. And he just freaks. (laughs) Yeah. We learn that one sister doesn't know how to dance. Yeah. But, you know, her other sisters pull her in and they get to it. There's another one who's really obsessed with boys, Adela. She has like, she has brown hair, but it's like, like a chocolatey yeah chocolate brown hair and so it's really it's really cute it's just a really good scene you know we get to see more of sister personality you know we have a nervous one we have one who's boy obsessed you know you have a quirky one you have a goofy one yes basically eventually um we see marina kind of shows up yes and as she's showing up everyone's just jamming yes (laughs) literally everyone is just having fun and marina shows up because she's looking for a way to get sebastian fired and she wants his job yes and she finally found him as marina leaves the scene cuts to basically all the princesses and they're all falling asleep and it's (laughs) really long night yes it's really cute though because they all they don't go to sleep in their beds they're kind of piled together we we see all the sister names of course. Well, they gotta wish each other good night, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, we see Marina basically go tattle. And we assume it's the next night. The girls are back at the club. And they're having fun. Getting lit. They're just having fun. And guess what happens? Busted! Trident comes. He throws everyone in jail but the girls. And he's like telling Sebastian, how could I? How could you betray me? I trusted you. Yeah. I do love how the animators conveniently let almost everyone escape so they didn't have to worry about animating everyone go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, almost everyone but the band. They were just like, okay, we need to keep some people. Cause well, because you have to think about this not too, Not everybody has, can escape. No, you have to think about this, too. But we can't um, draw everybody. Probably playing this out, too, just in case. So Anyway, everyone basically... I mean, I'm assuming they have because, I mean, they were all gone when ariel showed up so basically everyone goes back to the castle some go to jail some goes to their room and trident destroys the club yes um and in the process too marina is giving sebastian's job 
So our next scene is tried and delivering punishment, and all the girls have been told they're confined to the palace. Especially Ariel, who's confined until she realized what she did. And Ariel does a lot of back talking, which go girl. Which honestly, she's valid because like all they did was play music, and it's just like that's just expression. Like they didn't do yeah. anything wrong. And Charlie's just like, oh, music's forbidden, but you won't tell them why it's forbidden. But uh, and she has a really good. She makes some good argument. points, you know? and then she has a really good final punch, knockout blow. Yeah, she's like, you know, mom, mom wouldn't, wouldn't want it like this. No. But we see Ariel go back to her room crying. Her sisters follow. And, you know, her and Ariel's, it, her sisters are kind of basically not isolating her, but where before they were all together, they're kind of like ostracizing her. Yes. Because they feel like it's her fault, which is not it's her father's. They're kind of mad. Like, Atina uh, is kind of mad at her. And it's just they're like, not knowing when to quit. Yeah. And Ariel's just like, I just want us to be happy. And Athena's like, oh, well, no one's happy now. Which, to be fair, you guys were happy for a couple of nights. You know, it's not Ariel's fault. It's your father's. Or... But they can't blame him. <laughs> um, our next scene, though, we go back to Marina. Marina's just having the best day of her life. Yes. And I love this prequel too because we kind of get more into we more we get more into the fish personality. We see this fish goes, who's that? Because Marina's just having a ball and <laughs> dancing all around and the other fish is just like, I don't know, but she scares me, which I find hilarious. Which I don't think we've talked about this yet, but Marina has this manatee assistant. Yes, yes, yes. Who is the best thing in the world yes benjamin is pretty yes. funny he he kind of like makes these really smart comments and just in such a calm way yes and he's he plays the straight man to her in a lot of ways mm-hmm. it's just really funny and so you see her starting to step into her new role yeah and it's funny because benjamin signs off, I guess, basically on her new outfit in this delivery fish. It's just like, how long has she been in charge? And Benjamin's all like seven, seven minutes. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Um, but Marina definitely it's happy about her power. Um, we go next, we move back and forth between Trident and Ariel. Oh. And Ariel's just longing, you know, for music to be happy. And she's talking about how she remembers her mom and stuff, you know, we see Trident kind of go into this place. It looks like there's a statue of him and his late wife. His wife. Anyway. His wifey wife? You know, we go back and forth. And we can just both see Trident and Ariel basically missing. The wifey wife. The queen. The wifey wife. Um, but we, then we see Ariel kind of come to this decision. Where she's, she wants to be happy. And she knows a way to be happy is to express music. Um, so we see Ariel puts a flower on her pillow and she kind of leaves the window. So now our next scene is jail. We're in, we're in the slammer, okay? And we're all handling it very differently. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, the we, turtle is kind of sawing at the bar. He knows that there's no good acoustics there. <laughs> you know, they basically just got to get out of the hammer. We see them all just... You know, talking, we hear Sebastian's, they basically gave Sebastian 10 years to fix this problem of no music. 
And we see them come up with the escape plans. Sebastian go through the bars and Sebastian says, no, because then we'll be fugitives and we can't do that. And we can't just leave poor Ariel, Ariel, that poor child. She can't do anything on her own. And speak of the devil, but who shall appear but Ariel? Ready to break, break him out the slammer. Yes. And so Ariel opens the door and Sebastian says, no, I won't be the thing that rips your family apart. And Ariel no. says, I'm leaving. And Sebastian says, no. She says, yes. And he says, no. And then eventually they all leave. Basically, Ariel says, you know, there's no home without music, basically. That kind of convinces Sebastian. He's like, oh, I know a place where we could go. And so they all break out the slammer and become fugitives. Um, I just want to take a moment to talk about Flounder. Flounder's very, he's, yes. a, he's, a, he's a groupie, basically. And so it's just really cute to see him. Because while they're in the slammer, he's just kind of having fun, if that makes sense. He's trying to be in the group, but he's never quiet. No. It's discovered that Ariel is no longer with the Yeah, the next palace. morning they find that out. But we go to Ariel. They're all seeking off. Scouter's kind of scanning. Flounder? There you go. What did I say? Scounder. No. <laughs> um, you might as well be called Scounder. <laughs> Flounder is scatting. He's just having fun, making music. And everyone's just like, hey, be quiet. And uh, Flounder's like, why should I be quiet? We're free. We're fugitives. We just got to go. We're running away so we can make music all the time. Yes. I'm going to make some music. And everyone realizes that he's right. And basically everyone just starts singing as they're leaving and they're just having fun. Go back to the kingdom. We see Marina kind of buttering up to try to more awful outfit. Oh yes, it's very Oh awful. my goodness. Her what headpiece are you wearing? Her headpiece is so ugly. And her why does she have these thin things on the side of her outfit? I was thinking like one of those dresses skirts, you know, kind of that like ends up like shorts, but it goes on. But it doesn't wrap around. No, it's it just doesn't. like she has like a tail but two, I don't know. When she's a mermaid, so she already has a tail. I don't know. Um, we see Benjamin comes, try to tell us or something, but she's just trying to get into Trent's good grace. Um, and basically, that's when we find out that Ariel's missing. Well, trying to find out that Ariel's missing, and there's a search party. Meanwhile, Ariel and the fugitives are basically lost, and they fall asleep. <laughs> no, they found the place. Okay. Sebastian leads them to where... No, they're lost right now. No, that's the place. Sebastian says that's the place. But everyone thinks they're lost right now. Well, they they were following Sebastian to this place. Sebastian's finally like, oh, we arrived to this place. Everyone's just like, uh, what do you mean, Sebastian? And Sebastian's like, no, no, this is the place. And he's like, there's more to meet the eye. There's more to than meets the eye at this place. Cut back to Atlantica. Where Marina and Benjamin are kind of fighting over a key. To her pets. Mm-hmm. They're locked away in a cage and produce electricity. <laughs> and when she frees them, they turn out to be quite nasty electric eels. Yes. Which, at this point in the movie, I was just like, wow, is this going to be also the story of Ariel? Because it kind of makes sense. Um, Marina has purple hair. She seems to favor purple. Um, what? The story of who? Ursula. There you go. 
What did I say? Ariel. Oh. <laughs> like, yes, it would be the story of Ariel. <laughs> um, The story of Ursula, how Ursula came to be. Because Marina favors purple. She is a mermaid. She does have an eel affiliation. And so Ariel decides that they need to go back and give it to Trident and say, See, Daddy! Yeah. We can't have home without music. So Ariel Sebastian leaves and Flounder decides to go with them because there's an oath for their club, their secret society club. And the oath is, you know, you have to help a fish in need. And guess what? Ariel's in need. And so Flounder's like, even if the club is dead, I'm still going to help. So the three of them leaves and they immediately run into trouble. Of course. <laughs> and I'm talking eel trouble. So look who found them. How conveniently, too. Yes, very convenient. Trying to get Sebastian. And there's just a lot of back and forth and kind of a fight scene. Kind of. Kind of. More um, of a comedic fight scene. Yes. Um, so basically, in the end, the, Fla- uh, Sebastian gets Sebastian gets Marina trapped in this little coral thing. It's like hollow. I don't know what to call it. Sand thing. What kind of coral? Coral sand. Founder tricks the eels into wrapping themselves up the other fugitives show up to help yes of course and they've the eels cornered the other fugitives and flounder kind of does this little thing that he did earlier in the movie and ariel's like hey flounder do that thing and so he does and it basically ties up all the eels which is pretty funny so we also see trident kind of arriving in the corner he's not saying anything and right when they you know they're all celebrating they're all kind of like hey we did it we see Marina basically about to roll off the hill and crash into Sebastian. Sebastian. Ariel also sees, and Ariel's like, no, no. Sebastian. Oh, they're a lot more dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> than um, either of us at that moment. Uh, We're like, no, Sebastian! That's what Ariel does. She goes in the way she gets hit. We also see Trident reaching for her. Ariel! Yes. And he picks her up, and what's in her hand, but... The music clown. And he plays and he realized what he truly lost. Luckily, Ariel's not dead. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course not. No, Wait, she, really? It's just, it's a prequel. I thought she was. <laughs> I mean, it is the third movie. It is. It is the third movie. <laughs> this is a prequel. Uh, so Trident basically realizes his mistake. And we cut to another scene. We're back in Atlantica. Uh, Trident's waking up his kids. It just seems a lot happier. You yep. know, he, we're allowed to have music. We have our official core composer. Sebastian. We have Trident sworn into the club. We have a girl in the band, one of Ariel's sisters. We have another sister finally kiss a boy. Yes. <laughs> and we just, it's just overall all happiness and joy. You know, we see Trident basically put the music box with his statue of him and his wife. And it kind of like, Animates it. Yes. It's very special. And it kind of changes the whole area he's in. We go back to Marina. We see she's in Slammer, which I have to say, she's kind of wearing a very tasteful outfit. Marina's the only mer person I've seen that changes so much. She and Benjamin doing a conga line at jail, and Marina has on this striped, her fins are striped, her shirt is striped, and she has those striped earrings. It's yes. pretty cute. Um, but that's the end of the prequel. The only thing I would have to criticize about the prequel is I don't like necessarily the character 
characterization of Flounder or Sebastian? What do you mean? Well, I just... So, Flounder is so much of a scaredy cat in the first one. Mm-hmm. But in this one, he is such a rebel and a daredevil well, and everything. I'll say this. I feel like there wasn't much to be afraid of, if that makes sense. I guess. Like, there was no sharks. That was the problem in the first, in the original. There was no sharks. You know? But he was scared of going on the ships. He was scared. He was nervous of going on ships. I got you. But I also feel like maybe that plays to him just being a little bit younger or not. And just being naive. I feel like all he was really doing was playing music and that's something he wanted to do. But he knew the danger of it. I don't feel like it's not as going into like a haunted house. That's not the same. Like, you know, like if I was one to break the law, like I'm scared of going to a haunted house, but I'm not. I don't drink alcohol, but I'm not afraid to drink alcohol if, you know. I just feel like he was a very anxious, scared character type. Or maybe it was, you know, between then, maybe Ariel has just taken him on so many adventures. (laughs) That he's he's, traumatized. Yes. I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I feel like there's some disconnect between the flounder of the third movie Mm -hmm. Like, I could see Flounder from the first becoming the Flounder of the prequel. I could see him evolving but to that. Okay, but you can't see it the other but way. But I feel like it's a devolving, yeah. which you usually don't necessarily see. Like, I feel like there are some childish aspects to his character in the third movie, but there's also a lot of mature aspects in being like, I like music. Mm. I'm I going to fight mean, for the I just, music. I just, I'm willing to give up what? Well, I feel like he just really didn't have anything to give up. I mean, he was just going to have fun. That's all he cared about. I don't think he thought of the consequences. Maybe. I think that's more it. He was just a dumb kid that's just like, I want to play with the big boys. This is what the band's doing. The band's all cool. You know? Just like a And groupie. then Stickler Sebastian <laughs> being this backdoor rebel band head well i think it's just more of that was sebastian's true passion yeah so i don't think it was because he was very besides that incident he was still very the same i think though it was just it wasn't as bad but i still i still found it very ironic that such an uppity character thing of it is also the one he's just like behind the king's back jamming out but like i said i feel like that's just truly if it was anything else no but that was sebastian's true passion if that makes sense yeah that's true so you know i feel like him becoming the the what we call it was the best option the court composer which is something he didn't even think of doing so now we're gonna move on yeah we're gonna go back to the little mermaid oh two oh for the prequel though I feel like one thing I wish that they did was tie in her obsession with the human world. I feel like it would yeah. make sense for them to do something like, because I wish they would have did something like that. Because I don't, I feel like we don't understand, we kind of understand her connections to the human world, why she became obsessed with it, but at the same time, I feel like that would have, you know, yeah. like, the only question. And I wonder if they explored adding in a part about how you were also no music and the human world was forbidden yeah. and they just decided that was too much maybe maybe 
Because I feel like those were the two big things of her mother's death. And so we're just to assume since her mom died by humans, that just came along with and it. And that's something that he said in the original movie. Yeah. So, But anyway, besides that, I feel like it was a, it was a pretty good prequel. Um, Answer the major question of what happens to Ariel's mother, which is important. Okay, moving on to the sequel. Yes. The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. Yes. Um, so they start off with a song, which... Go ahead. Do you just want to cut my section no. now? Uh, go ahead, Amber. You... I just also know. Would you like me to go upstairs? No, I just also know. You can do the podcast on your own. Oh my god, I just also know we're I trying mean, to do this. Yes, I did an episode on my own, but that was oh because you loved me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yes. We can skip it. No, it's so, clearly oh not that important. Amber, go. <laughs> so, The Little Mermaid 2, when did it come out? 2000? Ding, 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 ding. It's the year I was born. Give the kiki a cookie. No, I don't like cookies much. Well, it's about one type of cookie. I was about to say you ate a bunch of Oreos. Yeah, I like Oreos. So, the Wikipedia page, as you can imagine, is not much because it's a sequel. Basically, it comes out to it wasn't very well liked. It didn't do very good. I wonder why. Which makes me wonder why they made a third one. But, you know, if it floats your boat, it floats your boat. I like the third one better than the second one. So I'm happy they did it. But that's mostly what we have. The returning actors were a lot of the same. Ariel, King Trident, Sebastian, Scuttle. The actor who played Scuttle died after this movie in oh, 2003. I hate that it's said so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds really bad. And so you know how Mubilinus sounds a whole lot like Ursula? I didn't even notice that, but it's the same actress? It is the same actress. So the same voice actress who played Ursula comes back in this one to do our new villain. And that is the Wikipedia section. That's it? You sure? Yes. Okay. Um, was that enough for you? Was that too much? Did it take too much of your time? No, it did not. Okay. Everyone. We saw the movie with Ariel and Melody. And she's just singing a song about Melody. And we're, in, we're just, we're just seeing basically this new world that Ariel's a part of. We're being introduced to baby Melody. Yes. But we're just seeing this new world area part of. We see as we hold the baby at an open window on the edge of a boat over the ocean. Yes. Everyone's just singing <laughs> about Melody and stuff like that. Um, we see people on the boat singing about her. And they're just basically saying, oh, we now have a child of land and sea. We see we see the fish singing about her and the mer people. It basically stays the day that they're introducing Melody to her um sea life aerial sea life and yeah. the animation is horrible <laughs> right off the bat right off the bat like come on i just want to say i don't like the song that they start off with it feels too forced like they're trying to make oh it's they're trying to force it too much if that makes sense it's very odd because it starts out very melodic like a lullaby mm-hmm. but then it starts into a more chanty march kind of song yes yeah, so 
Um, anyway, we see the scene of Trident giving the baby this little golden clam. Shout out to go in, and if you open it, it'll show her Atlantis. But she, it stopped. She stopped. The scene is stopped by a squid tentacle. And who could it be? But Ursula's crazy sister. Morgana? Morgana. So we hear a little bit about what's up with Morgana. You know, she she basically wants to do what her sister couldn't do. She's a little mad that her sister's been killed. Yeah, she's been turned into sushi. Shish kebab. Shish kebab. She said sushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically we see Melody about to be eaten by shark. Morgana's sidekick, which is a shark under toe, I think. We see she basically goes straight for the throat and just like, hey, give me the trident or I'll kill your sweet granddaughter. Dog. Yeah. And I'm avenging. Talking to just me. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't work out. It's way too early in the movie. Ariel saves the day. With a little help. <laughs> no, no. She saves the day. I mean, she also has help. Like, Eric catches the daughter. Well, yeah. Okay. Trident Eric catches his daughter, but she. Basically, Trident zaps the shark. It was a team effort. Okay. We see the shark being turned into a danchovy. It's just funny. We see Morgana disappear. You know, Trident tries to get everyone chased after her, but she disappears. And Ariel comes to the conclusion, me and Melody can never come to sea again because it's not safe. And she basically just makes the decision of... Locking away, like separating sea life and land life. And we definitely see that because the next scene we see a wall built around the castle. Hum. Yes. Um, Comment, please. <laughs> um, we see everyone's getting ready for, looks like a ball. We're searching for Melody. Ariel, well, Ariel's searching for Melody. Every The preparations for Melly's birthday party is ready. She's turning 12 years old. Goes to Scuttles and Scuttle. Talking a little bit about the fact that Melody is missing and the party's ready. And finally, we cut to Melody. Who is um, not quite where she's supposed to be. No, she's uh, swimming at the sea. Well, first we cut to Sebastian. And Sebastian's supposed to be watching over her. And Technically, he's watching her. Technically. You know, he's just complaining about how he shouldn't be babysitting another teenager. We all saw that one the first time. Exactly. Um, And he finds her. He's looking for her and he finds her. She's with uh, a dolphin and they're getting like seashells and stuff like that. But she's a real, she takes to the water like a fish. Because she's, technically she's not half fish. She's full human. Although I think she has long lung capacity, considering how long yeah she truly allows to stay underwater. I don't know if that's just lack of planning. Probably not. We we already see how the animation is. You guys, I cannot stop harping on this animation. It'll be all like two characters will be talking, and while a character A is talking, character B is frozen, like no movement or anything. That's very bad. Sebastian doesn't have an upper lip. It's just bad. Um, especially considering this was 2000. Like, come on. Yeah, one and three were definitely better in the animation quality. 
So Sebastian is going on and on about how she shouldn't be out there. But, but Melody's heard this a million times. You know, she's out there and she finds this golden necklace that you're paying attention at home. You might recognize, but we'll get back to that mm-hmm. in a little bit. Yes. So we cut through Morgana and she's trying to fix her sidekick. Who's shark. her? Yeah, her sidekick shark who's been, tar- you know, who oh, like was turned into a little guppy from beforehand and it's not working we see him go through a whole bunch of other animals and creatures but it doesn't work so basically Morgana's just talking about how a little bit about her backstory how she was always compared to her sister and her sister was obviously yeah um and then we see something we see she's watching Melody and Melody she sees that Melody found the necklace and basically she has a plan she's like you know melody's gonna have a lot of questions and i can answer those questions and yep trident will never see it coming so morgana wants to dominate the seas and her sidekick undertow wants to be huge again so anyway we cut to melody definitely we got to melody who basically talks sebastian and realizes it's her birthday party she forgot this is really funny scene where she's talking about how she dreams about having fins and how wish she could tell her mom how she feels, but she would never understand. Which I love the irony yes. in this movie. You know, there's a couple of times where she literally says things and I feel like if the right person was there, she would just like give they would just give Ariel this look like Come on out. She's definitely your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really deny that. She might look like Eric. But that's all Ariel. Anyway. And Sebastian just dies. He has no idea what to do with Ariel reincarnated. Basically. Anyway, we see Melody remember the party. And so she goes off and gets ready for the party. Um, We go back to Ariel a little bit. Who is searching for her. We see Melody sneak in. She runs into some kids who aren't the nicest. Yeah. Which is horrible. She feels she's kind of ostracized because she talks to fish. Um, yeah, but basically, it's really funny because we see Melody inside. She goes to her balcony, she sees her mom. Because while her mom's looking for her, she finds she kind of like steps into this little seawater nearby. She's like, Melody's like, Mom, what are you doing? And Ariel's just like, Uh, nothing, <laughs> I'm coming to you. And so we see Melody panic and get ready. She throws on shoes, she ties her dress, and stuff like that. Catches Sebastian in the boat. Yes, yes. We see Eric come in. We hear a little bit more from Eric. It's funny. It's a little back and forth. And basically, Ariel comes in. And she helping, she's helping Melody with her hair. And Eric's just like, hey, we have people waiting. And Ariel's just like, oh, two minutes. And Eric's like, huh, where, the, that, where have I heard that one before? We see a little mother-daughter conversation. You know, Melody's just talking about how everyone thinks she's weird. And Ariel's trying to reassure her. Tell her how beautiful and wonderful she is, like a good mother. Yeah. Ariel talks about how she's regular fish out of water. And Melanie's just like, you? No way. <laughs> it's just funny because you just have to like, <laughs> the irony. Like, I get it. The irony. Um, basically, though, Melanie kind of. Almost tells her mother, but then there. How she feels. She, she kind of tells her mother how she feels about the ocean and everything. But yeah, Eric comes in. And ruins it. <laughs> interrupts <laughs> good job dad definitely Ariel's just like oh we'll talk about it later let's just go 
we have a big party to get to. Yes. So we see Melody basically introduced at the party. And she is asked to dance. Yeah, she's brought down to dance to dance. We see children kind of nudging their arms and looking dan- poking fun at her, which is unfortunate. But she and this dude starts dancing. Things going well, except for Sebastian. Yeah, he's getting a little motion sickness. Yes, and when this, I don't know if he's a prince. He's kind of dressed like one. The person who's dancing with Melody, he kind of reaches his hand behind Melody and Sebastian kind of pinches him. Drop calls. Yeah. Sebastian gets thrown up. The dancer falls into the punch. Of course, this is right when the chef, Louis, whom you might recall from the original, comes out with a kick. Yep. And sees his old rival, the crab. Before that, the the guy gets up for the punch, and you hear Melody saying, I'm sorry to Sebastian, talking to Sebastian, and everyone just basically laughs at the fact that she's talking to Sebastian. But right after this, uh, Louis, Louis kind of go, kind of go crazy and tries to attack Sebastian, and kind of. we see Louis get up, and he sees Sebastian, and he goes crazy, starts chasing after them. Um, unfortunately, we see Melody, she... She's just not, you know, everyone's laughing all around her. and She's overwhelmed. Yes, definitely. The party is not going the way she wants. We see Louie gets calmed down. <laughs> by having a bucket of water thrown on them by the maid. <laughs> um, and then we cut scenes to Melody and she's crying on her bed. And Ariel comes in and tries to consolidate her. While they're doing this, Melody kind of, she starts messing around with the necklace the necklace and she sees her names on it she kind of is like mom why is it my name on it ariel's just like how could you how'd you get it why were you over the wall and she starts you... freaking out yes and melody kind of just runs away which well first she opens it and she figures out about atlantica a little bit well she did i thought she did that yeah she did that beforehand and then ariel freaks out um yeah so Melody runs away. We see Eric and Ariel kind of talk about it, and Ariel realizes she has to tell her daughter the truth. But it's kind of too late because guess what? <laughs> Melody is run, run away. Yes, which is like absolutely crazy. Ariel's daughter run away? You know, you're right. That's not even the crazy part. That's not even the crazy part because Ariel did the same thing. Anyway, so basically. After a little heart-to-heart between Ariel and Eric, she realizes Melody's gone. Well, Sebastian kind of quickly informs yeah. them of it. And Melody runs into a fish shark little guy. She immediately trusts him to take him to Morgana, who can tell her about the necklace. And so basically she gets kidnapped, which I just got to say, this is my strike one against Melody. How are you just going to trust some random fish? That gives you bad vibes. Gives you bad vibes. And you just trust him to take you to somewhere. Like, even if your mom lied to you, you're not you should wear her down. You shouldn't just immediately trust a stranger. But he's like two inches big. I guess. That's the worst that he could do. Anyway, um, we see Melody being towed by Stingrays to this ice palace where it's Morgana, you know, she and Morgana are talking, and Morgana tells her kind of the Truth, like, oh, yes, mermaids are real. Atlantis is real. And Melanie's like, I don't want to be an ordinary girl. I want to be a mermaid. Which is quite hilarious, because the fact is, she's not an ordinary girl. She's a freaking princess. 
So. But she's not. I don't think it's that she doesn't want to be an ordinary girl. I think it's that she doesn't want to be human. Yeah, I get that. I just hate that she says, oh, I don't I don't want to be an ordinary girl. Like, you're a princess. Yeah. One little drop. And bada bing, bada boom. She's a Melanie mermaid. has fins. She's a mermaid. Which then goes on to like a little song spree. And in the song time, while Melanie's enjoying her fins, we go to Ariel. Trident. Well, we go to Ariel, Eric, and Trident. They're all talking about Melody and the fact that she's gone. And Ariel realizes, I have to go. Well, Eric kind of tells Ariel, hey, you should go help look for her. You know the seas. You know what you're doing. I'll take care of it on land. You take care of it down there. And basically Trident, which changes Ariel back into a mermaid. And we have to say, Amber, Amber points out, she's hella skinny. She's so tiny. I was like, at first I was like, oh, she's going back to being 16 because she looks pretty young. Like when she transformed, her hair was up in the bun before and releases it. She is hella skinny. Like even for Disney princess levels, she is yes. skinny. Especially for someone who is a mom. But anyway, so this next couple scenes, we're going back and forth between Ariel and melody and they're just kind of singing melody's just like i finally got my place i'm finally like happy now ariel singing oh melody i i want to be with you i want to sing to you about the sea i want to introduce you to it and it's funny because ariel's kind of visiting all her own haunts she looks at her collection of human stuff which wasn't that destroyed yes it was unless she started over I don't know. But when would she have started over? She got turned back into a human. I don't know. Maybe she had more than one. Maybe that was just her biggest collection. And at the end of the song, we see Melody go back to Morgana. Thank her for turning her into a mermaid. But Morgana's got some bad news. It's not enough to turn her into a permanent mermaid. No. For that, she needs her trident. Her trident? Her trident that this, this kleptomaniac stole. Hmm. So basically, you know, Melody offers to seal the trident back so she can become a mermaid. All she has to do is go to Atlantis. Easy enough. Yep, 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 yep. And she'll definitely help Morgana. So on her way there, we see two heroes and explorers. Titanic Tip and his trusty sidekick Dash. Do we, we call them heroes? Yeah, we'll call them heroes. They want to mm. wanna be heroes. There you go. Because Melody is called to attention of a situation or some penguins asking for help. So this penguin, Titanic Tip, and this walrus dash is going to help save a baby penguin from a shark. The baby is saved, but then all the other penguins and get put in danger. But luckily, everyone ends up saved in the end. Yes, but uh, the penguins aren't too happy with the two of them. Because they kind of abandoned her dog, the baby. Yeah. So they're going to, you know, they're going to show them. They're they're walking away. They're sulking away. But you know what? They're going to show them that they're heroes. And who do they run into with Melody? You know, Melody kind of spills beans saying, oh, I have to go steal the trident. Well, I have to go to Atlantis for something so I don't become human again. Tip, trip. She doesn't want to become human again, so she needs help to Atlantis. So Trip doesn't want to, Titanic Tip, or is it Titanic Trip? I think it's Titanic Tip. Titanic Tip doesn't want to help her, but Dash kind of convinces him. And so the three musketeers are off. 
You can also just refer to him as Penis Penguin Ross. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a little rude. That's like Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa? What is it? It's just a meek rat in a... Meerkat? Is it a meerkat? Yes. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. I'm not <laughs> it's not a meerkat. I don't know. <laughs> you guys, this honestly is like 1 a.m. <laughs> it's 1 a.m. and we have meerkats. Yes. Anyway. Saying they are all in. They're going to go to Atlantis, Atlantica. And the three musketeers are a go. You know, it's all for one and one for all. No. <laughs> it's three for one and three. It's three for one and one for three. That's what they think. That's what they said. You know? It's just funny. She instantly latches onto these two. Yes. So. Well, I think it's the idea of the outcasts finding each other. Yeah. And forming a band together. I got you. Is, I think, what they go for. And so there's this little montage of them making their way to Atlantis. And eventually they it's make Atlantica. it there. Atlantica. There you go. So we see them basically sneak their way into the castle. It's just funny. Because they almost run into Ariel and Trident. And of course, they just miss each other by seconds. Yes. Um, but basically, in the end, Melanie gets the Trident. But as she does, her necklace breaks. And... As soon as they leave, we see Ariel, Trident, and Flounder kind of go in. Okay, we haven't talked about Is it Flounder? We didn't. So basically during the montage, we see Ariel searching everywhere. And she runs into Flounder. She actually, she sees Flounder. Yes. Well, she, she runs into Flounder's kit. But in the end, she sees Flounder. And of course, he's helping. And um, Flounder's a little bit different now. Yeah, he's very different. Like, again, he's older. But my God. Anyway. Yeah, he's definitely got the dad bod going on, <laughs> which I do respect. It's not the dad bod that's weird, his eyes to me. But see, this is also another thing that I didn't like about the prequel. So now Flounder is older. Yeah. And so Flounder is braver. Yeah, I got you. I got you what you mean. It so was... I feel like he's an upside down parabola. Well, you know what? Her. I feel like he was so brave in the other one. He just got scared when going on the ship. Like, but like It was pretty shaky the whole time through. I don't know. It makes me want to rewatch the original. Okay. But anyway. Um, you have Disney Plus. It's <laughs> funny. Anyway, we basically Ariel tried in and Flounder comes to the conclusion that Melody somehow got the Trident. They just missed her. Because, um, you know, it is missing. It's missing. Only Trident's ascendant can remove it from his stand and Melody's Necklace is there. Yes. So anyway, as Melody and her two friends are off, we see uh, we see this little funny thing of like Sebastian's just like it's all my. He goes into a self pity rant, and he's all like, you know what? He, um, all my fault. I talked too much, and if I paid more attention and talked less, and everyone goes off, and he's on and on and on and doesn't realize that funny. everyone left him behind. Ariel kind of notices these two stingrays. She's like, hey. They look familiar, so she starts following them. And Trident's just getting every creature to search for Melody. Melody, we go back to Melody. She notices that Atlantica isn't that far from her home. So she's kind of mad at her mom, yes. but she realizes... He's very mad at her mom. She realizes, she's like, I'm just going to go. So the three musketeers go off and return to return the 
Trident, Penguin and the Walrus get scared by the shark, but the shark is really just Undertow, who's a pipsqueak. Yes. But to be fair, they only saw the fin. That's fair. We see Ariel catches up to the stingrays. She realizes Morgana's lair. And she tries to get Flounder to go and tells her father, but Flounder won't go. Scuttle comes. (laughs) Somehow Scuttle comes into the scene. And basically she's like, go tell my father to Scuttles and Flounder's like, uh, we're doomed. Yeah. Um, we go back to Melody and she's about to, she reaches Morgana and Morgana's just like, give me the trident and Melody's about to give it to her. But Ariel comes in and Ariel and Melody realize they're both mermaids. And we kind of go into this little scene of the devil and the angel on your shoulder and Melody's. Ariel and Morgana are telling is telling Melody, give me the trident, of course. Yeah, give um, me the trident, don't give her the trident. Yeah, Morgana's just like, you know, all Ariel's been doing is lying to you. All I've done is told you the truth. Maybe she just assumed he was a bad guy. Maybe. I just or think she was, I just, she was just being very stupid. I just don't think she cares anymore. Yeah, that could be it too. She just wasn't like, thinking. Honestly, I just don't think she cares. I think she's just mad about being lied to all her life and I think she's hurt yeah. by being she was still betrayed by those she loved. But still, you know, stranger danger. Even well, in the ocean. Maybe she wasn't told stranger danger. There was a wall. Still. That doesn't mean humans can't be bad. Maybe though she wasn't told that. You don't know what Ariel's been teaching her. No, but still, I just think it's very strange. And it's not like Morgana's, I'm not, okay, this is going to sound weird, but Morgana's, Morgana's not the prettiest person ever. She's a little creepy. I don't know. She, she reminds me of like a crackhead on the street. I wouldn't trust a crackhead on the street. Yeah, but. I would be nice and polite, but I wouldn't trust a crackhead on the street. You, you'd be nice and polite so you got away faster. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, going back to the movie, we're at the point where Morgana gets the trident and her whole plan is revealed. She reveals the melody. Yeah, you ducked up. She were, your mom was lying Surprise! to you your whole life. Out of, your mom was lying to you your whole life because she loves you. She's trying to protect you from moi. Yeah. She ends up uh, kidnapping Ariel, locking away Melody into this ice cage with Flounder. Underwater when her spell's about to wear off, mind you. Yes. Go back to Tip and Dash who realize, you know what? We have to pull up our big boy pants on and go be brave. Yes. And they're going to... Which, kudos to them. Like, I do applaud that. Honestly. You know, we see Morgana go on a power trip. We go to Morgana just lavishing, like, you know, kind of lavishing the life. The fact that she has total power. Um, We see animation so bad. The animation's always bad. But Max is there. Max is there. We see Trident try and come to save the day. With his Mer army, which doesn't do much good either. No, not at all. Eric is- it's funny. We see um, Sebastian kind of getting into a little fight with Undertow, but Morgana, of course, saves. Um, kind of saves Undertow and makes him big, big again. And then Undertow kind of sneaks off and he finds Tip and Dash. And so the two of them start fighting him. It's funny because they give chase and they end up Dash um, ends up holding on to Undertow's fin, and Tip ends up being 
eaten almost by Undertow. Yeah. But right in time, they end up saving Melody because Melody is turned back into a human and they end up crashing into her little cage. Yeah. Her little prison, <laughs> which like, yay, they saved the day. And so they get Melody to the surface. Yes. And we see Eric is being pulled underwater to where Melody is, but Ariel saves him and Sebastian ends up uh, taking care of the eels. Well, stingrays. Stingrays. Yes. All right. Um, and while, sister. <laughs> and so what happened? Eric kind of trying his best to save the day. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. Well, you know, he tries. You can only just kebab so many people with your boat. He tries, you know, he, he truly tries. Um, and so um, Ariel is helping Eric catch his breath and Melody's kind of up on surface too. Morgana's just like, I control everyone, everything in the sea. I control every fish. Basically, the fact that Melody is not a part of the sea anymore. Like, she finally gets it. It finally clicks after she says it like three different ways. <laughs> so Melody devises a plan. She starts climbing up on this giant iceberg. It's like a it's like an ice king ice palace that Morgana's made, kind of like a giant, maybe like a giant, like a giant throne. But anyway, Morgana is basically making all the mer people and creatures bow down to her while she so she's distracted. And Melody comes up and gets the steals the trident from Morgana. You know, Morgana's just like, "What are you gonna do?" And Melody gives the trident to her grandfather, who lucky catch. Yeah. <laughs> Trident, of course, saves the day. As you do. As you do. Once you get the once you get the Trident. And so Morgana's frozen and defeated. Yes. Everything's restored back. And Trident offers Melody the option of going home to land or staying here in the sea. And she has a better idea. So she decides they're gonna bring down that wall. Yep. And we basically just come to a wonderful ending song, ending scene of everyone in the kingdom and all the mer people coming together and swimming and celebrating. We see the people, the kids who were making fun of Melody jumping into the water, hanging out with her. I don't like the ending song either. I don't like any of the songs. Mm -mm. We see this really nice scene of Eric and Ariel kissing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was nice. But yeah, this wasn't a good sequel. Yeah, in general, the animation quality was kind of bad. Which, which... like, the, the 1989? Yeah, 89. The 1980s version was better. Yes. Than that. You know? Like, you expect them to get better. So that was a bit of a bummer. And then I liked the idea of the plot. Yes, it was a good plot. So that was kind of... I just feel like it wasn't necessarily the best executed. No, I just feel like no, even if she wasn't a mermaid, she was still pretty special because I feel like she was, I hate how she was talking about, I don't want to be an ordinary girl. Like you're a freaking princess. Yeah. Like you have a whole kingdom. You have to, you're going to end up running, you know, I can see if she was tired of her princess duties, if she just wanted to be free, you know yeah. what I mean? I or like, if she just talked about how she wanted to be 
a mermaid or if she talked about how she wanted to be with the sea. Yeah, yeah. Instead, instead of, of just being, I want to be an ordinary girl. I don't want to be an ordinary yeah. girl. And it's just like, well, you weren't. You were literally the princess, you know? Um, I do get being ostracized, I guess. That makes sense too. The only place she feels at home is the sea. It was a good concept. It was definitely a good concept, though. Um, and it's unfortunate that Ariel made the same mistake as her father. Yeah, that does frustrate me. Which I guess, like, overprotectedness runs in the family. Maybe. I just feel like Ed, Ariel, like, wasn't even that stupid. You know, like, yes, yeah, she went to Ursula, but she already knew Ursula's deal coming in. Yeah. Well, that makes you wonder, like, how bad of a parenting job did Ariel do? Yeah, like, that her daughter just trusted random people. Yeah, how sheltered was her life? Which, I mean, I guess as a princess, you wouldn't necessarily have to have a very... Morgana was a literal squid! Yeah. It was not the prettiest. Like, no offense at all, but even when Ursula was trying to win over... Ariel? Was trying to win over Eric, she became pretty. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like Melody was just very stupid for someone who just, like, I feel like Ariel had a goal. She wanted, she fell in love, love at first sight, you know. I don't consider it real, but it's a Disney movie. It's a Disney movie. She also felt like she didn't, you know, she did want to experience something more than what her life had to offer. Right. You know, I feel like Melody was just like, I'm mad at my mom. Yeah, and it was just like... to be fair, she is 12. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like maybe it was on the same level. The way Ariel yearned at being in the world, that's how Melody yearned at the sea. But beyond that, I feel like it wasn't, like, enough for her to do everything she did. Yeah. You know? At least Ariel, she was going to go make a contract. Like, Melody just straight up oh, thanks for giving me fans. I'll do whatever you want. Although I feel like sometimes you can manipulate children like that. You can. You can. But that's why we have to teach them, you know, be wary. Yeah. Be wary. Thank you. But I'm just assuming she hasn't been taught those lessons based off of how she was acting, though. Yeah. Maybe not. Which is unfortunate. I feel like Ariel really should have, I don't know, she could at least tell her about her life. Yeah. You know? Especially. We should have had a plan for when things went awry. And the- Definitely. You, you should you should realize she is your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> like, hon, what did you do? What did you expect from her? Like, I know she looks like Eric, but it's all Ariel. Which that honestly explains why Eric took everything so chill. What? The whole thing, Melody disappearing, <laughs> Melody being upset, Eric was just like, we knew it was going to happen. He was just preparing. Babe, what were you expecting? He, was, he, just was, like, he realized the moment she came out looking like him, she was all her mother. <laughs> Eric was just like, we knew this was going to happen. What were you expecting? <laughs> I've been expecting this. What were you expecting? <laughs> At least, I gotta say, at least it wasn't about a boy. She was a little young. Although there were moments with boys. Yeah, there were, which were cute. They were very cute and um innocent. 
Yes. And uh, oh, I'm kind of starting to notice. Yeah. Boys. So she wasn't boy crazy. Like one of Ariel's sisters. <laughs> it was just like, oh, you're interesting and you're kind of cute. Exactly. <laughs> like, so it was sweet. It was cute. But yeah, I just feel like Air Melody just didn't have enough reason to do what she did. It was too much. Yeah, I guess. I just think they were trying to play the she's young and therefore easily manipulated card. Definitely. She's just too manipulated for me. Yeah. Like Ariel was manipulated. I Ariel guess it was just depends yeah. on how much you can suspend your belief on. That's true. Like, but Ariel was young and naive, and she was easily manipulated. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But so. anyway, y'all listen to us. Oh, plain. wait, before that, too. And Ursula was way more smart than Morgana, because at least Ursula had a contract, and she just let it expire on their, its own. Morgana is just. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of smart just, just trapping her in a oh, definitely. It was definitely smart. cave thing and being like, eh, eventually you'll die. That was... <laughs> I mean, what the way she went about it was kind of smart, but I also feel like, though, Ursula just went a more fair route, that makes sense? Yeah. Like, kind of a route, like, what you what are you going to say? You, didn't, you can't say I didn't trick her, because I gave her what she wanted. She signed a contract. We had a deal. You know? I mean, I don't think Morgana was going for fair. No, definitely not. She was just going for, I want the trident, I'm going to get the trident. I think Morgana was going, power, gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. And also she can show her mom. Who isn't necessarily even alive? Question mark? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Maybe that should be the um, fourth movie. Yeah. It's Melody's son wanting to be back on hand. And their mom gets revenge. Except be better. Anyway, that's about it from us. Thank you for listening to this long episode. I know it ran over a little bit. Hopefully Amber will be able to cut it down some. But we did um, smush two movies in together. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yes. But thanks for listening, guys. Um, come back next week and we will dive into Frozen. With yeah. hopefully our first guest. Yeah, we're going to have a guest. <laughs> we're excited. Yes, we are. Um, follow us at cheers, the number two, the mouse at, on Twitter. And email us, us, email us at cheers to Mickey at gmail.com. I'll put both those in the description. Um, be safe. See you later. Bye. Unsheltered life. I don't know, I feel like those are things you really need to learn so like people will take advantage of you when you're queen. Yeah, but she hasn't made it there yet. It's true. She just turned twelve. And if we're so worried about her getting like killed and see you, probably not yeah, teaching her the world is a bad place yet. No. No, probably that not. That seems a little ahead of um, the I just feel like like still it, you know, Melody, it's not like Melody didn't think her parents knew about the clan, like she could have, I don't see why she didn't try to like wear down her parents. You know, I feel like if you knew something like that, you would confront your parents. Yeah. And finally get them to talk to you, then go into this random person of, oh, you know what this means? Like, you don't know that person. Oh, little fish and creepy. Like, it was creepy. <laughs> like, the fish was creepy. He might have been cute, but he was still like had giant teeth. Yeah, that's true. He was kind of like a piranha. Yeah. Yeah, 
I, that's what I was thinking. He said anchovy, but like you really look like a prime more than anything. 